Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. The Mavs Memorial Tournament was canceled on Friday. We will follow that up 
the NFL and their tiered response to reopening facilities and the NBA Pacific Division, also known as Coulter's Kobe segment. It's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you across the state. We are so happy to be with you here on a uh, Monday afternoon. I don't know, Coulter, man. I was I was actually looking forward to Monday today. Usually coming out of a weekend, you're sitting here going, what's going on? Yeah, you looked at me like, what's the matter with you, bro? I mean, it was I don't the know, most dude. beautiful weekend of the it year. It was. It so was spectacular. I just had to keep making the turn yesterday. Just throw it down again. Okay, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Uh, if you want to call 361-3688, it's a phone number. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line if you would like to listen live and you're not around your radio or your television. You can go to the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. Use your device, your computer, etc., and listen to the stream. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. We're going to get into some local stuff. The uh, Mavs tournament, their uh, memorial tournament over the weekend was canceled on Friday night. Uh, there is a controversy, as it seems uh, was not surprising, right, when a tournament gets shut down and amidst everything that's been going on, there's going to a lot of people say, well, what are we doing here? Why are we? Why Why is this happening like this? A lot of people say, hey, you know, this is, this is a good safety measure that uh, needed to happen to show you know that this is uh, being taken seriously. Anyhow, we will go through it at least a little bit with you. We will also get into some uh, NFL as they plan to open, or at least are working on opening uh, their facilities and getting ready for, uh, I guess, is it OTAs or mini camps and everything like that. The end of next month, we're a little over a month from that taking place. The NFL sent out a, uh, a memo on what their expectations are and putting together tiered list of personnel, which will explicitly say what personnel can be where and when. Uh, and how they're to, you know, even so far as to go in and leave the facility and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, they're, they're working already to try and put, you know, provisions in place. We also, um, we, there's a bunch of stuff, man, going on nationally. We could get into Dak signing with the Cowboys. Baseball bargaining has been ongoing. We've been talking about uh, that a little bit here. Bubba Wallace racing actually right now at Talladega after the events of the weekend and just, uh, just the horrific nature of what took place in, in, in terms of the symbolic the noose being placed in Bubba Wallace's, you know, garage and coming to find it and the response that happened today at Talladega, if you haven't seen it, really, really uh, stirring. I thought it was uh, an outstanding show of support as, as I, uh, basically every racer, if not every racer and crews pushed Bubba Wallace's car together kind of in unison out to uh, the spot where he was going to be racing from. So uh, an emotional day at Talladega uh, as they are actually racing right now because of weather delay yesterday. And uh, yeah, there's even a golf tournament yesterday. So we got plenty of stuff to get to. It's also the final day of our NBA countdown. We've been counting down our favorite players by NBA franchise today. The Pacific Division. All the California teams. Golden State, Sacramento, Los Angeles. And then we also... So we were supposed to do the Suns in this one. We got the Suns earlier in which... The, with the South... I, I the Southwest the Division. South, yeah, we switched the Suns and the Spurs. So we, we were supposed to have done the Spurs before. We didn't do them. We did the Suns. By the way, if you're keeping track at home. I know you all have a chart of this in your house. It was Charles Barkley was my favorite son, okay, if you're playing along. But today we will do our the, the Spurs and the, the California teams. So we'll get into that as well. And Idaho officially placed on a two-year probation. They face a $5,000 fine uh, for men's basketball. This going back uh, to violations uh, uh, from 2015 to 2019. And uh, I know that Coulter has some strong opinions of this and what happened with Don Verlin. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into all that. So there you go. That is our show. Here's why I was excited about Monday today, Coulter. 
Because you got to see me. <clears throat> First and foremost, I get to see my man, get, Colton. You want to spill on well, my, my I mean, white shirt? If I if I see you, I see you with a spill on I, your I shirt. I lasted I lasted two minutes before I spilled. I got the coffee from the Florence Coffee Girl three minutes ago. I just spilled it right when I got in here. Well, it's easiest when it's full. You know, you first <laughs> get it, and then the next thing you know, it's true. It's all over yourself. I, I'll tell you what. I was driving home today, mm-hmm. so I was up at the lake. I stayed there. I got up early this morning, drove back to Missoula, and it put me in such an unbelievably good mood. Well, it was a beautiful about. day. This, I mean, I mean you this morning me? was unbelievable. I, I was actually envious I was because I love that drive, too. Now, you know I love winter, okay? Mm-hmm. But when you get 20 hours, 20, 19, 20 hours of, of light and 17, 18 hours of sun, and you get up early in the morning, relatively early in the morning, whatever, and you just start driving around and it's green and it's beautiful and it's snow up high and it's everything else, it's just, I mean, how can you be anything but happy? And that's the thing. I think the last, this has been interesting, the last several Mondays, We've had some really nice days around. Last summer Monday's been a little ugly, you know? Yeah. Now, you're sitting here, you're like, I'm happy to go to work today, man. Let's get out there, do something, you know, have a little bit of fun. So, I don't know. I'm in a good mood. I'm feeling good about it. I saw uh, my first bear of the season this weekend. Cool. But the uh, bison range, he was climbing. You know, they, they have... It's very obvious if you're driving on Highway 93 up there by uh, uh, on the top of Evero, there by the casino by the Gray Wolf. There's that nature uh, animal crossing bridge that you drive under. It's like a mini tunnel, and it's built there for all the animals to go over the top of in that little section. What you may not notice if you don't drive it much, but there are, uh, I, I don't know how many, I mean, a dozen or better under the highway of places for animals to cross. Uh, you know, going into Ravalli, going over there by the uh, uh, the bison range, several places, you know, after Arlie, before Arlie. So I think it's cool. I don't. I, I would love to see actually the stats from when they redid Highway 93 and sort of implemented that stuff and how much wildlife accidents there were prior to mm-hmm. and then after because it, it seems like, you almost never see it now, which I guess makes sense. But in any case, uh, one of those spots, and this bear almost certainly just gone underneath the interstate and gone over there onto the thing. Seeing a bear is the greatest, man. I oh, love it. You know? It's so awesome. It it's is. so funny, too, because so many of the bears in this part of the country, I, I don't want to, like... Are we comparing our bears all, now? All I'm saying is they're they're not scary. No, I mean, yeah, I, I would. I mean, uh, uh, this, you get, like the, you the grizzlies. And no, the grizzlies are so the grizzlies deal. are scary, but like the little cinnamon bears and yeah. the black bears, I'm way more scared of like a moose than that. Oh, for sure. No, for no, I mean, no a question. moose will chase you down. Yeah, a moose. Whereas a, a bear is kind of just like, I want some more snacks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> would you be more scared of a bear, like a cinnamon bear, which is what I saw? Uh, you know the. At a, at a relatively uncomfortable distance for for a person or a buffalo at that same distance. oh buffalo no question because so often when you see the bears most of the time when you're seeing them they're like yearlings or they're really young and they're just their first time that's why they're around humans because mm-hmm. they're not that aware yet it's their first time out with without their mom mm-hmm. I mean I don't know we grew up Grand Creek and so our property was right on the border of the rattlesnake wilderness yeah, see, and so I mean we I saw bears I mean, all the time yeah monthly you know growing up and. 
there was never any time when I was like, man, that's a crazy bear that's going to charge me because they're kind of just like aloof and funny. And most of the time they just follow their nose and then they see you and they freak out and run. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's nice to see in the right circumstance, which this certainly was. All right. Let's get into this, Coulter. It's, okay. our, uh, it's our Farmer State Bank prep extra segment. Farmer State Bank, all this month, all next month, they're giving you a chance to win $5,000. You download the MyCard app from Farmer State Bank and then send money using Zelle. Okay? Greatest, best way to send money on Zelle. Every time you send $5 or more, you will be entered uh, to win. And you can collect as many entries as you want between now and the end of July. The end of the month, next month, you're going to pick a, pick a winner. That individual will win $5,000. So download that MyCard app from the Farmer State Bank. Uh, Coulter, the Mavs Memorial Tournament was on over uh, scheduled for this weekend. It had begun on Friday and then was canceled at uh, just about 5 o'clock, just before 5 o'clock, while we were live on the air, shut down by the county health department. Uh, and it was done so, uh, evidently, they received a tip, an email, saying you know that, that this was not complying in terms of the number of people uh, that were at the event. Uh, the Mavs certainly don't agree with that assessment, so there was, and they had done a lot to make sure that everything was in its correct uh, order. The the long and the short of this from a baseball standpoint is it got shut down. It did not restart, and everybody who came to play ball didn't get to play baseball over the weekend. And including teams home. from around the, I mean, from out of state, around That's the right. region. I mean, from a ways away. So it's it's a major at the. At the best, it's a major inconvenience and and a loss, uh, obviously a financial loss uh, for for everybody involved. Uh, but even larger than that, the kids don't get to play ball. That said, the question here to me hinges on the justification of this or not, and I don't know that I have a strong feeling or not on on this because we understand the climate that we're in and these are things that are going to happen and there's going to be people who are going to be obviously very upset about it and other people are going to say hey well done you know to ensure that things that are happening that can be you know controlled regulated by the city the county the state etc are done so tell the people though more specifically Coulter about you know they that the how do you count this is important you're not allowed to have more than 250 people there the tournament had far more than 500 than 250 people there but not at, not at any individual game where there are more than 250 people there so how are you counting this what is this what does this tournament amount to when you're talking about falling within the regulations that is the point that is in contention right I mean First of all, I want to be clear that I am not here to criticize the uh, safety precautions because I do think better safe than sorry in all of these cases. That said, this is just such a case of I don't know why the Missoula County Health Department seems to be targeting the Missoula Mavs other than the fact that it's such a tangible, you know, it's available online. It's a big thing. I mean, people know where the schedule's at. It's a tournament that's being advertised. There's just way more organization to it, and they are an organization. And so that just seems like it lands on the county health department's desk first. But I don't understand how you can just shut down baseball when there's all sorts of other stuff going on. Like, I live right by McCormick Park. There's a huge softball tournament going on there this weekend. I don't think it was regulated. I don't think there was any umpires. But no one's calling the health department on that tournament, so it's not getting shut down. It just seems very unfair that because the Mavs, you know, they have a, a, 
a stadium where they're selling tickets and it's you know, it's a it's a thing that everyone knows is going on because it's being covered by the media. So it's in the spotlight and it's the only real organized sport that's going on right now. So it just seems as if though they're getting the the short end of the stick here. Multiple different I mean they already had the Memorial Day tournament canceled. Now this Memorial Tournament canceled as well. Yeah, Memorial Day Tournament and the Memorial Tournament, right. two different things. And we'll get into that, too, because I want to acknowledge that, too, because the Mavs have had several um, outstanding players in the past that died tragically, two guys I knew pretty well. Uh, so we'll get to that in a minute. But, I mean, from Brent Hathaway, the Missoula Mavs manager, has been the manager for, I mean, I don't know, 20-plus years. for Long time. Long, long time. I uh, said, we have a farmer's market now that's essentially a grocery outfit with food vendors, and they're open and running. We have a soccer tournament going on down the street. We have tourists galore from in and out of state. So the idea that you want to shut down a youth baseball tournament with kids out here running around and having fun and exercising is just crazy to me. I don't understand it. I'm heartbroken for the kids. And I'm embarrassed for my program. And you know, he, he went on to say, I'm frustrated. We want an explanation. Basically, I feel targeted. Why is Missoula County the only place we can't host these things? There's baseball tournaments going on all around the state but Missoula can't host them. I want to know why. Uh, good reporting by Jordan Hansen and Frank Gogolo, the Missoulian. The story is, is thorough and well done. The story that ran in, I believe, the uh, the Saturday uh, Missoulian newspaper as well as on 406mtsports.com. But they said that the, the health department, their main gripe here was you're not allowed to have an event with more than 250 people. This tournament brought several hundred more than 250 people to Missoula, but by all accounts, there was never more than 200 people in the stands. If you've ever been to Limburg Craig Field, it's a big stadium. You can They have the sections set up so you can have social distancing. And I know that the Mavs board of directors, especially their president, Ginger Clausen, she was wiping down all the surfaces. The dugouts were getting sanitized between each and every game. Every single place where anyone sat was getting sanitized between each and every game. And so I, I just don't really know much more what you could do. I mean, from Belgrade manager Johnny Graham, he said, I told, I thought Missoula did a phenomenal job following all the guidelines. There was social distancing. Everything was sanitized. Dugouts were completely clean between games. You name it, they were doing it. I don't understand how you could do it any better. So I don't I don't really know what, I don't know what, what the Mavs can do. Because again, I'm not trying to say that you may be having hundreds of people watching a baseball game. I'm not here to argue if that's okay or not. All I'm saying though is that if you're regulating one entity, it has to be fair across the board. These kids are getting targeted, and I don't know why. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if targeted is the word. The thing that I – and I'm speaking – when I say I don't know, I mean I don't know. But do you think there's some legitimacy to the fact that because it it's an organized event – in other words, like the soccer tournament, maybe it's just a youth soccer tournament where there's not a, a website or anything like that. Like the Mavs are – I mean – it's one of the most well-run organizations in Missoula. It's, it's high-level youth sports. It, of course. Like, it right. seems absolutely obvious that that's the case. I mean, you talk about, okay, there's the softball game going on down here. Well, could – if somebody walks by the softball tournament and goes, hey, man, like, you know, what, what's going on here? This 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 is not safe. This is not within the guidelines that, that, that I'm aware of and fires off an email to the health department, can they – can they come down there and shut it down? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they can. Maybe they can't. It seems to me like they probably, they well, probably can't. Well, I don't. And know. this is this is where it gets so muddy, because the head of the health department is not an elected official. She's a county employee. Mm-hmm. Okay. The health department can also levy fines for places that serve food, like restaurants. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure what they could actually do to the Missoula Maverick. 
At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. If they just say, we're going to keep playing, and if you know Coach Hathaway, I mean, he's about as by the rule book as you're ever going to get. So he's not just going to be like, no, we're going to not, we're going to not listen to the health department. He's going to follow the rules. But it just seems so ridiculous to me that they're getting regulated like they are. I just, I just. uh, But but I guess this is my point is that there are entities, I mean, they, they, do they lease the stadium? I mean, who who owns Lindbergh that, Craig that's Field? A, that's an interesting question. If it's owned by the city, then maybe the, 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 the health department can county. regulate it a little bit. And and I don't know about, like, is McCormick Park? Who owns that? Is the that city, a, the city the owns city or the county? Yeah. So presumably, but also, how many different county and city entities are there? There's the health department. There's uh, the law enforcement. There's... I don't know the 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 city the civil engineering right. department. I mean, there's how how many and so who then is the one that that or the ones that you know say that that make this answerable? Right now, it's the health department on this. They say this, and then that's uh, presumably enforced countywide into all of the different arms of this thing. I, I just you would like, think that the, the uh, anything that would take place on county property would then they would have the ability to regulate that. We've talked, so many of the people that are great supporters of this show, local businesses, business owners, are, are bar and restaurant owners. We've talked to all our people over the last several weeks, and you know, they've really just, they've been going through it because you know, they don't really know what to do. I mean, they're trying, I mean, no one wants a whole bunch of people to get sick at their bar or their restaurant. Nobody wants that. But also, this time of year in Missoula, Montana, I mean, this is where people make up for <laughs> February when no one leaves their house. You got to have customers. And, but... What I'm getting at, though, is, you know, like a bar owner or a restaurant owner, they could defy the suggestions, the directives, and then the health department can find them. And you're not going to get shut down until I believe you have three violations of that. So you could just pay the fines and not be at really any risk. I just want to know, like, if the Mavs or a Legion baseball team in general was to defy the directive of the health department, can the health department then levy a fine to them i don't know how this works well the thing that i think is is frustrating and would be frustrating to me in all this is that the thing was happening right and so what what was it like where was the loss in communication ahead of time to say to somebody okay we're gonna do this this is the tournament this is what it looks like is this okay or what or why wasn't there a communication from the county that said hey you are free to play baseball within this and this isn't okay aka tournaments i mean you you know that i mean this is this is how much of the state you know what was legion baseball operates is in these tournament formats and that's exactly why i would be so mad if i was coach athway or anybody involved with the missoula mavericks is that you're planning this tournament. You obviously are going to go through every single detail to know that you are doing it correctly. By all accounts, they were, yet one call from one complaining person causes for a levying of an email three minutes before that person went home for the weekend, and I just don't get why. If it's just a phone call away, like, 
who who I, I just I don't get why somebody doesn't want baseball to be happening in compared to other things that are already happening well, in this community. Again, man, I mean, I I, it, I I'm not here to compare and contrast because I think that there's so much. There are things that are controllable, controllable, and fall under the purview of the county or of the city, and other things that just are not. And some of that is probably property. Some of that is organized events and sports that are taking place. I mean, it, how about this? I mean, you could have a concert, right? That that was at you know the amphitheater or out at the, you know one of the amphitheaters outside that was an actual you know sponsored brought in concert and that would be bad news and they would get shut down for that and there would be fines levied and so forth and so on also presumably a guy or a band could go out down you know to a public place plug in with their amps start playing and a crowd gathers and that's not really regulable you know you can't really regulate that as much with the you know people just doing these impromptu things or they even if they send out on their facebook page hey i'm a great guitar guitar player i'm gonna go play my guitar down here meet me at karis park meet me you know wherever it might be and if people go ahead and choose to do that it's it's much more amorphous than the the organized you know, things that we're talking about. And so then, then, you know, you end up complying more. I mean, how many more regulations do you have to have, you know, to build a building on, you know, in downtown Bozeman, Missoula, Billings, than you do if you have a piece of property out in the woods and you're just going to build a shed, you probably just go do it, you know? So is it, is it fair? I don't know. But here's the crux of all of this. No one knows. No one knows what right. the, what any. No, none of us know what the right thing is to do. None of us know how severe, you know, this whole thing is or isn't. Yep. Everybody has their opinion about how significant it is or isn't or what should be allowed and shouldn't be allowable. And you know what? There's rational people, reasonable people, good people caring uh, in general on all sides or at all levels of this thing. And I think it's a tr- that's what makes this tremendously difficult is that there's not there's not sort of a final assessment where you can even look at numbers and say, well, this is how dangerous this thing is. There's no, there's no hard, fast answers right now. And we, it's worth acknowledging the money aspect of this as well, because we did kind of bury the lead when it comes to that. The Mavs are distinctly different than any other quote unquote amateur sport that exists in Montana. High school sports get funding from the Montana high school association, as well as their respective school booster clubs. So they could have money and funds and resources that comes from different areas. The Mavs, because they're, and all other Legion teams in Montana, because they're not affiliated directly with a high school or any sort of entity. They are their own independent entity. It's almost like semi-pro baseball. They have to pay. I mean, each kid has to pay a certain amount, whether you That's fundraise right. that or you pay for it. Mm-hmm. But tournaments like this is how they raise so much money because it's it, it, more than any other sport. Like Big Sky High School, it's here nor there how many people come to the gate for the game. It's not going to impact if the football program is going to continue at Big Sky. It's going to. Whereas how many people go to the gate at a Mavs game, it does impact just the viability of the entire program. And so, you know, Missoula had to give back a bunch of the money to the for the teams that paid. It was a $500 entry fee. So every game that wasn't played was a $100 refund. So the Mavs ended up giving back $1,400 of the $2,500 that they had in entry fees. They also did say $1,400 on umpires because all the, those games were canceled. Mm-hmm. And Legion umpires, I mean, you make 70 to 100 bucks a game. You're getting paid pretty good, you know, times three for a tournament, probably three umps. So they did save some money there. 
Um, but the other thing worth noting is that they're building that big indoor training facility right next to the ballpark. Yeah. Their fundraising goal for the summer was $375,000. They were projected to then make uh, about a sixth of that money this weekend, and then they didn't. And so now they're sitting at $109,990. So they're, you know, they are a full almost $165,000 short. And I mean, that's, it's really impactful to not have yeah. um, this money. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Uh, Coulter, can I? One, one more thing worth noting, because I just wanted to acknowledge this. This is from the Missoula Mavs Twitter account, and this is about the tournament. And so this tar- tournament for years and years, I used to remember, I covered mm. this for the Missoula. It used yes. to be called the Scott Clout Memorial Tournament. Yeah. Uh, Scott was a standout Mav in the late 70s, early 80s. He passed away in a car accident just days before graduating from high school. But then uh, in 2011, they changed the name to just the Memorial Tournament because two other guys, actually guys that I grew up with, two guys that were my coaches at Mavs camp growing up, uh, Tanner Kaler, one of the best players to ever come out of Missoula. I think yeah. he, I think he's the best. I mean, in my opinion, he's the best hitter besides Will Thompson to ever come out of the city of Missoula. Uh, an unbelievable talent, played at Washington State, but he was killed in a car accident in 2011. I remember it vividly. His brother Taron was a friend of mine in college. And then Pat Guffey. Pat was a good friend of mine as well as you know his. I played baseball with his little brother Matt. Yeah. And uh, we had actually just got done playing in a tournament. And I remember when we got the news, we were driving back along the Blackfoot River there, and um, Pat had gotten in a swimming accident, passed away in 2003. But I just thought it was worth acknowledging those guys too, because that's what this tournament was supposed to be about: mm-hmm. was remembering them. And it's a uh, it's a bummer that not only did they not get to be remembered properly, but now we have this gigantic argument that really has no answers to it. Right, it is. Well, we we certainly do though. Think of them uh, and those those two kids, and that really three kids and and others for whom you know this this memorial tournament is played in their memory. Sutel Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. It's our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since nineteen oh seven. The NFL is attempting to reopen their facilities. They sent out a memo on how they're going to tier their facilities in order to uh, have, you know, maximum safety precautions taking place and perhaps uh, the beginning then of uh, of OTAs and uh, mini camps coming up later in late July and then, of course, heading into August. So we'll get into that right after this. Hey, the Silver Slipper, they are open again for sit-down service. That's right. They've made some changes. To help keep everyone safe and healthy, the patio is open, so enjoy this beautiful weather outside. They are also doing weekly giveaways to local golf courses, so stop in and ask your bartender how you can win. Things are changing all the time, so like the Silver Slipper on Facebook for the most up-to-the-minute information. They have the friendliest staff in town, and the Silver Slipper, they always are about great food, tasty beverages, and their urge to have a good time. So visit online, silverslipperlounge.com for more info. Stop by today to see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf and nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. 
You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Quick turn to baseball. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN and Ask Island Sports MT on your Twitter. Uh, I said we were going to talk about the tiering in the NFL, but we have some breaking Major League Baseball news. And uh, so we figured we would talk about this because we, we have been working on trying to get to this anyways for several days and a particular... Um, desire of the owners in their negotiations to get the players to waive their right to a grievance when this is all said and done and officially comes together. So we'll get into this here a little bit. Um, The breaking news as of uh, the last half hour or so is that the latest offer from the owners to the players for a 60-game Schedule with full prorated pay has been rejected by the players. It was rejected 33 to 5 ultimately in the vote, uh, you know, the players and their reps and everything like that. Uh, 33 to 5 against this. The issue uh, that is the sticking point on this uh, for the players is they, the, the ownership wanted the players to waive their rights to a grievance when this is all done. Uh, and I don't know what filing a grievance can get you. Okay, I don't know the legal ramifications of that, why it's important to be able to retain that. But clearly, the the owners who have been up until this point adamant that they are not going to pay the full prorated amount when there's no fans in the stadiums, that they will be playing games at a loss and on and on and on, uh, wanted this provision waived, and they wanted it enough to allow fully prorated pay in games, even with no stadium, uh, you know, with no fans in the stadiums, sixty-game season, and then what would have been an expanded playoff. That has now been rejected by the players. What this means for baseball is that Rob Manfred is now in a position to unilaterally say, this is what we're going to do, these are how many games we're going to play, and this is where we're going to play them. I believe that would be with a fully prorated. Uh, uh, a figure. What it also means is that this will likely be a 60 games at the most, probably less, maybe between 50 and 60 games length of a season. The players obviously wanted more games, uh, as many as they could get on the season. And my understanding is that, that that will be the end of this conversation, though this will certainly spill into the negotiations of the actual CBA, which are forthcoming at the end of this season. So 
That is where we're at right now. The players waiving their right uh, or being asked to waive their right to a grievance where there is dis- there's, com- there's disagreement here between the players and the owners of the March agreement that they had. We know that this is the point of all this, where they had an agreement in place, they're going to be played at, paid at their prorated amount. That, at that time, the owners say it was presumed that that was going to be with fans in the stadiums and the turn that has made it that there are not going to be fans in the stadiums for much or all of this season means that that changes the dynamics of the finances of this, which unquestionably it does. I mean, there's no, no question that that is the case. The question is whether the players are the ones to be on the hook for the loss that that is going to entail or the owners of the teams should be on the hook for the loss that that is going to entail. And the owners basically said, we will accept we will accept the financial loss, a.k.a. pay you at your full rate, but you can't come back to us later on this. Right. And the player said, no, 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 no. We don't want to hear it. And so... Uh, Again, what the upshot is, we need to have somebody on here who knows. I don't know what the upshot of that is legally down the line, why this is an important piece to all of this, but it clearly is. And that is the reason I think the players outside of that piece accept this and probably accept it right away. And We got ourselves a schedule and, and an opening day date and all of that. Right now we don't. Rob Medfred now, all the power sits in his hands. And I think that <clears throat> I'm not certain on this either, but I think that the ability to file a grievance would be it would be about the principle of it more than any other thing because i've i've always found negotiations between the owners and the players associations in various sports particularly in baseball and the nba to be fascinating because uh, so much of what america and american business law is it originates from is is the concept of unions and i mean that was such a huge thing in america during the industrial revolution <clears throat> up through, you know, the Great Depression. And there's been a lot of gravitation away from the unions, and we've seen a lot of the most powerful unions, you know, like the uh, like mo- like car manufacturers. I mean, we've seen those go by the wayside quite a bit c- compared to how powerful they used to be. But some of the most powerful unions in America still are the players' associations, particularly in Major League Baseball and in the NBA. So to me, the filing the grievance is not necessarily because these guys are going to want to sue to get all that money back, although that will be a part of it, it's more just the principle of a violation of contract. I mean, they mm-hmm. agreed on something in March. The owners are backing out of it. I think the players want to not give up their ability to file a grievance, not because they necessarily want to sue to get all that money back, but because they want to hold the owners accountable. You can't just let... The whole point of the union is so that the owners can't just run roughshod and make all sorts of crazy decisions. You have to have some sort of p- power for your employees. And so I think that's why the players don't want to move away from the grievance because they want to be able to – I mean, because who's to say if the owners can just back out of whatever contract you've already agreed upon, then why wouldn't they always just do that and take advantage of the players in every situation? Well, and this is the other thing that's just so asymmetric always on this stuff. What are owners, generally speaking, hugely successful business people? Billionaires, yeah. Billionaires who have become billionaires – by being great negotiators and I don't want to say swindling in a negative sense, sure. but getting the better of every deal Absolutely. that they've ever put together. And that's why you have to have a players association because you have to have somebody to fight for the rights of the employee. Absolutely. But here's the thing is at the end of the day, 
if this was a base, you know, if this was a seven game series, the negotiations would always be at worst a four one series win for the owners. Because this is what they do. They are the favorites in this because they are professionals at this very thing. Right. And so they all they are doing is putting together as much as they can get while while only allowing an acceptable level of negative publicity in the court of public opinion and in, you know, their baseball for the baseball players. Because this is this is this is only for now. This is the thing that I think that the players never n- never manage to get the strength that they need in this respect when it comes to unions. Is that these negotiations are, there's a spotlight on them. Often people have been against the players and not the owners for reasons we discussed before. Namely, to me, that they know who the players are and the owners are utterly anonymous to the fans. Yeah. But... More than that, the owners understand this. Once this thing is signed, sealed, and delivered, it is over. And you might get another 24 hours of fervor and stewing from the players and from the people. And then you know what? Then there's baseball, and this is all water under the bridge. And they get to live with the benefits of this forever while they live with none of the negative ramifications of it, by and large. Now, some of that was not true in, like, the 94 strike, where they took a bath for years because of the lack of popularity, the loss of popularity of their sport. I don't know how much it financially hurt the league and the owners, but I would imagine some, at least somewhat, did. The players, in the NFL... What, what do we say? The average player, you know, uh, uh, you know, expectancy in terms of their 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 careers three years, two point five three years. Now right? I I realize that is not that's a skewed number. I mean, you're talking about guys who are not playing football now because they just didn't make the team again after sure. one season or whatever it is. But in any case, the point is, if you do a new CBA every decade, almost your entire league is new again. Right. Whereas the owners. 90% of the owners are still in place from what they were the last time around. Right. So this is all brand new to the players every single time that it happens, basically. And it's old hat to the owners, not just the, not just within the context of the sport, but in general, because they have doing been doing this and things like it their entire lives, which is why they became the owners. And so... You know, it always it it is always I think going to me play out in their favor, even though you know you do stuff to balance it out. Yes, I understand that the folks representing the players and the players' association are incredibly bright, very capable lawyers who are uh, uh, are on equal footing, okay, with with the owners and what they're going to do. But who they represent are not on equal footing with the owners in this respect. So it generally goes in favor of the ownership. Yeah, and I mean, I know that so many people want to be optimistic about this, but I just think that the more the owners continue to back out of previously made agreements and the more that the players continue to dig in their heels because they want to be treated fairly and they want to be treated... Uh, I mean, I still think that so much of the, of this is just the lack of sensitivity for what's actually happening around the world. Right. I mean, the player, I would be mad if I was the players too because the owners have expressed no sensitivity for these guys you know, risking their health basically to play. I know that it would be a diminished health risk with empty stadiums, but you're still congregating with people from all across the country and in a lot of cases all across the world because there's probably a lot of Major League Baseball players that are not even currently living in America right now. 
And that's the other reason why you have to get this thing rolling, because if you got guys coming back in from Venezuela and the Dominican Republic, they're going to have to quarantine for several weeks. So you have to have a timetable. Yeah. But I just think that if the owners continue to strong arm the players and the players continue to dig their heels in, this is going to have ramifications, not just through this summer, but all the way through into December when the bargaining agreement expires and the, 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 the negotiations are going to get ugly. The only good thing about all this is that it seems like we are now at a place where Rob Manfred can, in fact, be the czar of baseball and say, you're going to play, you're going to own, and this is where and when, and this is how it's going to go. And he could put it together, he could put it on paper, sign the thing, and it's a done deal. Okay, Players obviously always have the right to strike, you know, go, right. no, we're not going. Uh, but I don't think that would happen. But in terms of making the seat, I mean, they already tweeted out, right? When and where? Mike Trout. Bryce Harper, when and where? Okay, well, that's what they're talking about. So maybe we'll find out soon enough when and where. And this is the part where it's so hard for baseball because they don't have superstars nearly as much. Mm. I mean, Mike, Mike Trout and Bryce Harper are superstars, but they don't nearly they don't have nearly the clout of Tom Brady or LeBron James. You know, if 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 this was happening in the NBA, this would be LeBron versus everyone. You know what I mean? Like whatever LeBron is saying on behalf of the players, Chris Paul, whatever he's saying, they have such huge voices. They're so powerful. Yeah. Part of it is just Mike Trout's personality, but I mean he's the best player in baseball and he doesn't have the the power within the league. And it's also because they don't benefit as nearly as much from him because they don't market their players, which gets me all the way back to the beginning of what frustrates me about baseball so much. In the NBA, you have to have superstars. In the NFL, you have to have superstar quarterbacks because that's what you're going to market to the masses. Baseball doesn't market anything to the masses, so they don't have the guys that have the voice that they need to stand up to the owners. But wouldn't you say too that that even though they don't have that voice and that power in some respect, yeah. They also have the best. They have the best contract agreements in so far as the the complete guarantee sure. of money. Sure. I mean, but I mean, think about the think about the easing of of even just things like the core public opinion. If you had, I think if Derek Jeter was still playing, or if Cal Ripken was still playing, or Ken Griffey Jr. was still playing, when those guys go to bat for the players, it at least eases because like we keep saying. A lot of people are just bad at the players, and that what they're not understanding is, like you keep saying, this is faceless billionaires versus a talented billionaires, yeah, basically. Yeah. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, on the other side. See what we get to. Football, baseball, movies, etc. It's all uh, coming up. The Silver Slipper, they are open again. They are open for sit-down service. They've made some changes to help keep everyone safe and healthy. The patio is open, so enjoy this beautiful weather outside. That's right. Get out there. They're also doing weekly giveaways to local golf courses, so stop in and ask your bartender how you can win. Things are changing all the time, so if you like the Silver Slipper on Facebook, you will have the most up-to-the-minute information. They also have the friendliest staff in town, no matter when, no matter what's going on. So at the Silver Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty beverages, and their desire to have a good time. Stop by today. See why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. They're across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. Visit online as well. SilverSlipperLounge.com At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
Welcome back. Duke Dillon Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Howdy. How are you? If you want to check us out, you can uh, watch the show on YouTube. Pretty slick deal. We got ourselves going there with the YouTube channel, so you can go ahead and check that thing out. You can also, uh, if you would like to, listen online on the stream or... How about this? The podcast. That's right. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available all the time. If you miss part of the show, maybe your uh, commute isn't a full two hours long. I understand that's probably better if it's not actually two hours long. Check out the Two Tell Nuanas podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check it out all the time. The podcast is available thanks to our friends at Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Uh, Coulter, this is pretty cool. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, but the uh, Ogren Park Allegiance Field, they are having uh, movie night now at the ballpark every Thursday. They're going to go out there and have themselves uh, you know, a show on the big board out there, put a film on. They got it all uh, taped off. You can get yourself tickets. I think it's $20 for a 10 by 10 square, which is uh, big enough for four people. You can have four people come, so $5 a person. You can double that uh, for double, if that makes sense. Okay, 10 by 20. Uh, I thought, hey, man, this is going to be fun. I, I'm interested in this, and I want to get out to the park. They got, you know, they got food, Beer, drinks, you know, refreshments, everything, kids, families, adults, all of it out there. So it's it's fun. It's a cool spot, as we know. And without baseball, I suppose this is the next best thing. Uh, go out there and, you know, take in a movie with the family and kind of have a, a semi-community event. Not a semi, it is a community event. It's just a spaced community event. But I was looking through the movies here, okay? I think Mean Girls is coming up this <laughs> Thursday, right? Yeah. You do, do a little of that. But down the line here... Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, that's the one that I'm looking forward to. Well, this is what I was thinking, too, because on the list, I'm like, hey, that's the winner. I thought that was a great show. Really, uh, really good. It'd be so sweet on the big screen. I, I don't know what shot. it's rated. I think it's rated, it's rated R. R. Oh, yeah. But it's not really it's not really bad language. There's you know, there's no, no it's just it's a single, I mean, it's a red, single it's, shot action movie, so it's just really lot, intense for kids. Very intense and 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 fun. there's some people that are are dying yeah, during yeah. that film. So here's my question to you. Is it a family film? Can I take my kids Well, a different question for different people? It's the same question for different people. Well, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think that uh, your oldest daughter is like seven going on 20. So right. she can. But also, it might it may be that's the one that she can't. She's the one who can't see it. Like Kai, eh, whatever. They're driving around. Well, yeah, Kai's not going to pay attention. He just wants snacks. Yes. Feed him. Popcorn, Daddy. Oh, I was leaving this morning, <laughs> right? And he was losing his mind. Didn't want Dad to go. Dad, don't go. Dad, don't go. Mom comes in. Hey. You want some cereal? Immediately. Shuts off the tears, turns around. Yeah. Just follows her right inside. That was it. I was as good as, you know, done. Uh, So, yeah. All we got to do is feed the boy. I think that Zoe, though, would be scared. The thing I'm trying to understand is I haven't been there yet. I think this is the second or third week now this week that they're doing Mm -hmm. If you go, you're, you know, you're in, you got your space where you're seated. Presumably, you can go to and from the concessions, or maybe they got people bringing them around. Probably the bathroom, you know, you got to get up and go. So there's at least some ability to, to move around. I imagine the kids can't really go. I don't know that there's the bounce house and stuff like that, like there has been in the past. So 
if they can go do a thing where I can sit in the park and kind of watch the game while they're playing over here, you know, that would be cool. I don't know that that's probably an option. I mean, my guess is that it's not. And then the thing is, is like, well, you know, are we going to sit down and watch Mad Max together? My guess is I'm going to probably have to find a sitter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it takes a strong level of engagement to watch a movie like that. Well, I, I think it's the attention span I think it more takes than a the content. strong level of engagement to watch Frozen. <laughs> so true. Right? I yeah, mean, if you so got true. if you got me for 2 hours for that thing, you know, once okay, 100th time through, yeah, oh, you better believe I'm watching, oh, looking at my phone. I, you know, people always, you know, talk about be present, be present, be in the moment. I'm 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 doing nothing but mind-numbing internet surfing during Frozen for the rest of my days. I don't care where, when, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'll sit there if I got to be here, if this is on, okay, but I am not, I'm not watching it, I'm not laughing at the parts, I'm not crying at the parts, don't ask me about it, I'm done. I mean, it's the movie I've seen in theaters more than any other movie. <laughs> I had a girlfriend who had a little girl. That was our thing. Go to Frozen. How I just ma- I went for the popcorn. How many times have you seen uh, Frozen in the theater? Seven. Is that accurate? Seven. Have you ever? seen... I mean, this was like the prime time. No, no, I get the, it, gir- I get the little it, girl yeah. was between four and like you're, six. You're, you're doing you're you're doing the right thing. I applaud you for this. Yeah. Okay. Is there any other movie you've ever seen more than once in the theater? Mm, uh, yeah. I saw Avatar twice. I saw Avatar. I saw it once in the theater and then once in the, like the the three sixty. Uh, uh, yeah, 3D I, mean, I think deal. I saw Titanic three times, but that had a lot more to do with the Whoa. girls. Whoa! I mean, Titanic was out when I was at the summer no. of, summer of seventh grade, bro. Frozen. When girls want to go to Titanic, you no, go with no, the no, girl. No, no, when you're no. fourteen years old, you say yes. You want to know something? <laughs> Titanic. I've never seen it. Well, good for you. Congratulations. Uh, I, if it wasn't for that stupid song, it wouldn't be as bad as people make it out to be. I chastise you for Titanic. I laud you for Frozen, and I am with you on Avatar. I think I think I've seen three movies in the theater, uh, multiple twice. I've never been to a movie in the theater three times. I think I've seen three movies twice in the theater. Mm. Avatar was one. Uh, Lucky number seven, mm. which is great flick. One of the, I mean, how that isn't a bigger movie that people I think that movie is phenomenal. It's so good. And The Matrix. Mm. Man, when The Matrix Dude. was on, now I didn't want to go to The Matrix because yeah. my buddy, who's a big, you know, he's a he's a big science fiction guy. He's a big Star Wars guy. He's you know, he's into all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, that that ain't for me. He's like. Shut up, Ryan. You're coming with me to the Matrix. I said, all right, I'll go. Completely blown away, man. You like it's not possible to to relate the experience of having never seen something like that ever, 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 and then sitting there. Now all you see is the stop action, spin it around shot, and everything. You'd never seen this before, ever. It's it was completely stunning in every way. I think I went the next day again with him again and watched it again. It was just too good to be true. Remember when it first hit theaters and the, the preview, they didn't have a trailer or any sort of previews. It was just this black flash, flashing screen that just said, what is the Matrix? Yes. So my dad is grew up really rurally. He's about 100 years older than he actually bye, was in bye. soul <laughs> yeah. and uh, hated science fiction stuff. Thought it was so weird. He didn't know this was a science fiction movie, though. He just had seen what is the Matrix. He's intrigued. So we're going to the movies. Come on, go on the matinee. We go. Hated it? Love it. Almost walked out. Really? Couldn't handle it. Mind blown. <laughs> just 
so ang- so much anxiety thinking about if this could possibly be real, if the Matrix. He's just like, I'm never watching that again. I'm never going to another movie with you. <laughs> what, 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 was it your fault? No, no, no. But okay. he thought it was so weird that I liked it, too. Oh, well, you know, he, kids these days. Yeah, he's more of a uh, like true grit type of guy. Well, I'm into that. <laughs> I love true grit, man. Both of them. Sutel Nuwana is 102.9 ESPN Radio. Hour number one in the books. Hour two straight ahead. Our favorite players by team in the NBA comes to a conclusion today with the Pacific Division. Who's my favorite Laker? Hmm. I know who Coulter's is. We'll talk about it right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris there at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather is warming up. Boys and girls, it's official. It's summer. Welcome to summertime in Montana. You got your dirt biking, off-roading, on-laking activities. Get them to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes. Tops in the industry. Brand new for the season at Kurtz. They also have great Polaris side-by-sides, including the hard-working Ranger and the fun, fast Razor. You want to have a little leisure time? Sit on the lake? Maybe throw your hook in the water? How about a pontoon boat? That's the way to do it. A Crest pontoon boat. Yeah, I'm at Kurtz Polaris. Summer the way you always envisioned with Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.